You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Go ahead and stand. First Timothy chapter 4. You know, I, I really struggled um, exactly what to preach tonight. Um, I had a, a couple different things on my heart, on my mind, um, but I could not just get my mind off of this text and this truth. Um, Pastor and I have both preached this text in, in truth before, um, but it is, it's a truth that I believe is, is absolutely foundational to our youth and to our youth group. And uh, we, we just started going through this uh, in the youth group uh, as well, this, probably the last three weeks. And so I don't think we can hear this enough, and I, I believe we need to keep it in front, of, in front of us so we know exactly where we're going. And so 1 Timothy chapter 4, we're obviously going to be talking about youth tonight, something near and dear to my heart. So uh, let's look at 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. It says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Be thou an example of the believers. Let's pray. God, we're thankful for the day. We're thankful for the, just the ability to be here, the health, and we're thankful for the uh, encouragement that can come from being in your house, being around your people. And I just pray that you'll help us to um, help each other, be an encouragement to each other, and also to uh, hear from you tonight, and I pray you help me as I preach, help it to be clear, uh, help uh, the truth to be helpful, and, and, and I know um, you've used this truth in my life and, and in the lives of, of young people um, so many times before, and so I pray this will just be a good reminder uh, of your desire for uh, our young people, for your young people, and so I, I pray it will be a help tonight, and I pray you'll just uh, be with the rest of our night, I pray it will be a blessing and an honor uh, and glorifying to you, it's in your name I pray, amen. You may be seated. So the last couple days, uh, Brielle and I had the opportunity to go to the Black Hills with Brother Eric Wong and his special friend, Anna. And uh, if you haven't met her, make sure and meet her tonight. I think she leaves this weekend. Um, But uh, we got to see a lot of different things, but we we went through the the Badlands uh, for the first time. And it raised a great question in my mind, and it came from uh, my five-year-old nephew. I was Marco Poloing my family. And showed them the Badlands. And he sent me a Marco Polo back and said, Uncle Sam, what's so bad at the Badlands? <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't know how to answer him. So for you native South Dakotans, if you know what's so bad at the Badlands, please come talk to me after the service. Uh, because I want to know as well. Not, not really sure what, why they call it that. But anyways, we're, we're on our way back yesterday. And we stopped at McDonald's. And I ordered food on the app which if you haven't tried the McDonald's app, you should. You can save a lot of money doing that. Um, but we, we, we ordered our food, and we waited, and we waited, and Brother Eric and, and Anna got food, and we waited. We waited some more for our food. And long story short, we, we waited about 15 to 20 minutes uh, before, they, before we got our order, and uh, come to find out they had lost our order, and it, it, once we got it, after the 20 minutes, it wasn't exactly right. But um, I, as I was sitting there, I, I, I wasn't really surprised. 
uh, because that's, that's really what you expect from fast food. When you go to a fast food place, you, you don't really expect much. Um, and on top of that, it's McDonald's. So you, you don't come to expect much from fast food or McDonald's uh, because it's convenient. It's fast. It's quantity over quality. Um, you're getting what you pay for. It, it's fast food. But I think you might know where this is going. Um, there's one fast food restaurant that stands out above every other fast food restaurant that there is. Other than Zesto, it's Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A stands out because of a lot of different things, but because of the speed of its drive through uh, the quality of its food, the cleanliness of the store, the, the friendliness of the staff, um, the good-looking assistant director that they have sitting there on the, the third pew, um, and, and the, the values that they stand for, a lot of other things that, that they stand for, that they do, um, it, it, it sets Chick-fil-A apart. Chick-fil-A stands out from the fast food industry because it exceeds pe- people's expectations of fast food. You know, people have certain expectations of, of fast food, like my experience at McDonald's, um, and when a restaurant exceeds those expectations, then people take notice. They, they notice it because it's not typical for fast food. And, and this is getting to the point that I'm trying to make, is that when you live above the level of people's expectations, then people notice. People take notice of that. They see that there's something different about you. And our culture has set the level of expectation for young people pretty low. The, expect- the expectation level for teenagers um, is, set, is set very low. When, uh, when a teenager does something dumb or immature, then uh, the culture will just shrug their shoulders and say, ah, he, he or she, they're, they're just a teenager. Teens will be teens. They'll, they'll do their thing. And uh, teens are going to do what they're going to do. They're just teenagers. And sadly, I, I believe that that mindset has also crept into um, church's expectation of teenagers as well. When they act immature, they do something wrong. They aren't necessarily spiritually mature or, or don't take the things of God serious. Then we just say, ah, he or she, they're just a teenager. They're young. That's what they're going to do. Teens will be teens. But that is not God's desire for his young people. Right. That's not God's desire for his young people at all. And, and this is the truth that, that Paul is trying to get across to this young pastor named Timothy. Now the verse says, uh, let no man despise thy youth. He's saying, don't, don't give anyone an opportunity to look badly on you or, or to not take you seriously. And in that day, Timothy would have been considered a, a young pastor, almost too young for the pastor is what some would think. You know, you, you wouldn't typically gain a lot of respect um, until later on in life or until you reached a certain age. And some, some people would, would probably expect Timothy to, to make mistakes, to, to say something that wasn't wise, or to make poor choices be because of his age. So to, to gain respect, Paul is, is telling Timothy to pay attention to some, some key areas in his life. Paul wanted Timothy to know that, that though people had certain expectations or may expect him to act a certain way because of his age, that God expects something different from him. God's standard for the young is no different than it is for the old. 
Timothy needed to rise above the expectations of youth and be an example of the believers. Now, Chick-fil-A stands out among fast food restaurants because they, they almost always exceed people's expectations of fast food. But when a young person is an example, it carries more weight than, than when an older person is an example because people don't expect young people to be an example, especially an example of the believer. Teenagers, I, I want you to think about the difference that, that you can make, the, the example that you can be, the difference you can make when you are an example, even as opposed to the adults in this room being examples. If, if I'm an example of the believer, if, if pastor or, or any other adult in this room is an example um, of the believer, you, you, don't really, you don't really think much about it because that's what you expect from, from, someone, from someone my age as an adult. You, you don't expect, um, or that's what you expect from adults. But teenagers can make an impact, can, can make a difference um, and, and, and make a difference and be an example in others' lives more than others simply because of your age. Your age is an advantage, and you have great potential to point people to God as a young person if you will choose to be an example rather than fall to people's expectations. Young people, you have to decide if you're going to choose to live down to the culture's expectations or you're going to live to be an example of the believer. Parents, church, are you going to let your children fall to the culture's expectations of them or are you going to deliberately raise them and hold them accountable to be an example of the believer? That's a question that we want to, we want to answer tonight. Yeah. And Paul lists some areas here in our verse of ways that, that we can rise above the expectations of the world and be an example of the believer. And the first area is in word. He says, be thou an example in word. You know, our culture expects teenagers to not have very much control of their tongue. Pastor talked about this last, this, this last Sunday, um, about the tongue, the things that we say. People expect teenagers to say things that aren't very wise, to talk back to their parents, to their authorities. Um, if, you're, if you turned on the Disney Channel right now, you would probably see a, some sitcom of, of a parent and, and their child and the parents being portrayed as dumb, and the teens talking back and talking bad about their parents and, and making them look bad. That, that's what you're going to see if, if you turn on the TV because that's what the culture expects of teenagers. They expect them to, to say bad things about others, always gossiping behind one another's back. Culture expects teens to say crude things, to, to cuss like all the people do on TV, to... Uh, to listen to music that, that the culture does. If, if, they don't, um, if they don't say bad things, if they, don't, if they don't cuss, they use as many euphemisms and get as close as they can to, as possible. The culture expects teenagers to talk about immoral things and use language that's inappropriate for, for anyone to talk about. But teenagers, you don't have to stoop that low. You don't, you don't have to live down to that expectation. You don't have to go through this rebellious phase or go through some phase where, where you, you have no control of your tongue. The, nowhere in the Bible does it say that you have to live down to the culture's expectation of you. It says you can be an example of the believer. You can be an example of the believer in the things that you say. But not only, not only does this just talk about the things that you say verbally, 
Um, but now, especially in this culture, in this age, I believe it, it, it talks about the things that, that we say on social media, the way that we use our phones. And that's a, becoming a big issue with teenagers and, and with adults alike. Um, you know, it seems like there's, there's a disconnect between reality, real life, and, and social media. Because teens and adults alike will, will say things on social media and post things on social media that they would never say in person. Uh, pictures that they would never show in person, that they would never show in public. And, and teenagers and adults alike, we, we cannot treat social media, we cannot treat the use of our phones lightly. Because it's a, a big, big deal. There, there are people that, that, get, that don't get hired or, or get fired or get into major trouble because of things that they, they posted on social media as a young person. Things that they said on social media um, as a young person. And the expectation is that teenagers will be right in the middle of it. That they are going to be right in the middle um, of, of social media, posting whatever they want on TikTok, viewing whatever they want on TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram. And they think it's never going to affect them in real life and adults alike. There's, there's a disconnect there. But parents, adults, teenagers, everybody, we, we cannot overlook social media and the things that, that come through on our phones. Um, I, I grew up, Jacob and I, you probably all grew up with, with um, people, teenagers, who um, said all the right things, looked the right way on the outside, um, but when it came to their phone, when it came to social media, then they were a completely different person. Yeah. And it was only a matter of time before it came out who they, who they really were. And you can be a different person on social media and, then, and portray something on the outside that, that you really aren't. And the culture expects teenagers to, again, be right in the middle of it and, and get involved in, in every, every part of it. But teenagers don't have to fall to that expectation that the culture has. Um, and, and the reason I, I'm spending more time on this one is because God takes our words and the things that we say, the things that we do even on social media, on our phones, he takes it very serious. Yes. Proverbs 20, 21, 23 says, Whoso keepeth his mouth... And his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. But the opposite of that is also true. In that if you can't hold your tongue, if you can't watch the things that, that you're saying, then you are in, um, you're, you're going to be bound for trouble. You're going to be bound for, for heartache. Teenager, you can be an example in the things that you say. The way that you use your phone, the things that you text. You can be an example of the believer in your speech. Are you an example of the believer in your speech? Or are you falling to the culture's expectations? You can be an example of a godly Christian by what you say, how you say it, and being respectful to your authorities. Watching what tone of voice you use with your authorities, how quickly you obey them. The things you talk about with your friends, staying pure in the things you talk about, not saying bad, thing about, bad things about your friends and your authorities behind their backs, not cussing, using as many euphemisms as possible, making sure that you use social media and, and using it to, to honor and glorify the Lord if you, if you do use it. Teens, choose to be an example of the believer in what you say. And as a church and as parents, then let that be the standard for your kids in their speech and the way they use their phone, that they would be an example of the believer and the things that they say, how they use their phones. The, ne the next thing that Paul says, he says, Be thou an example in word and in conversation. 
Now, this isn't necessarily talking about conversation. It sounds like it'd be close to word, but this is referring to your actions, how you live your, your everyday life, your behavior. And the expectation is that teen- teenagers are just going to act dumb, that they're going to take on every internet challenge that they see. Um, even though it seems humorous, it, it can be pretty dangerous. The culture expects teens to, to be weird, to be reckless, to be crazy, to be self-absorbed, to, to be lazy, to act immature, to spend hours and hours playing video games in front of the TV, to have a bad work ethic. That's what the culture expects. They say teens, teens will be teens. They're, they're just young. It's not that big of a deal. But I'll say again, teenagers, you don't have to live that way. You, you don't have to be lazy. You don't have to act weird and crazy. You don't have to be self-absorbed. You don't have to be immature. You can be an example of the believer to everyone else in this room. You can be an example um, by patterning your life, not after what the culture says, but after, after what God, God has set as the standard. And, and God's standard is holiness. And, and in 1 Peter 1, uh, 15, it says, But as he which hath called you is holy... So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Your standard for your actions, parents, the standard for your kids' actions, for your family's actions, it isn't what you see on TikTok. It's not what you see on YouTube or TV or at school. The, the standard is, is the one that God has set in his word, and it's Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ was not self, self-absorbed. Jesus Christ was, was not lazy. He was not immature. He was the opposite of those things. Jesus Christ is our example. Don't base your behavior and your actions based on your friends, based on the things that you see on, on the TV, but base it on God's standard and be an example of the believer. And the next thing he says is be an example in charity. In charity. This is referring to love and your, your love for others. Love is doing what's best for the other person, no matter, no matter what. People expect teenagers just to act out of selfishness, to, again, be, be self-absorbed, to act in their own self-interest. The culture expects them to make decisions based on what they want and in how they feel. People expect teenagers to, to um, people expect teenagers just to act based on how, um, based on their love for themselves and, and if it pleases them or not. The expectation is that, that teens don't give their time for others, that they don't give to the Lord. The expectation is, is a teen will always do what they want to do to the exclusion of all else. And, and that is, that, that's the norm for, for teenagers in our culture. But that doesn't have to be the, be the case for the teens of Eastside Baptist Church. And, and, I, and I do have to say, that, that is not the case for the most part for the teens of Eastside Baptist Church. And I'm thankful for that. Well, instead of living down to the culture's expectations, then live up to be the example in how you treat and care for others. Be the teen that's a help and a blessing to, to other people. Be the teenager that, that when there's work to be done, be the first one to get up and help. When, when it's time to clean up from its prayer meeting, guys, don't just go and, and do what you want to do and go talk in your huddle or go do whatever you want to do. Go help and, and clean up. Girls and, and guys alike, when your mom or dad needs some help doing something at home, the dishes, helping with the lawn, whatever it is, 
the, the culture expects you to go back to your room to do whatever you want, to, to go sit in front of the TV, play video games, do your own thing. That's what, that's what the culture expects. But don't live that way. Just get up, help your parents with a, with a good attitude. Don't be self-absorbed. Uh, be a blessing to others. And, and that will set you apart from, from other teens, from other people. Be the teen that invests in other people. Don't, don't be the teen who, who blocks others out, who when a guest comes in, that you just stay with your own bubble and, and stay with your clique, but invite them. Invite them in and, and invest in people. Come, come to outreach on Saturdays, whether or not we have sports practice, whether or not there's something else going on, uh, because part of loving others is reaching out to them and, and inviting them to church and, and witnessing to them. But also, this is big. This is big for teenagers. This is big for, for all of us. Part of loving others um, is loving them enough to help them change and, and to, to confront them if there's something that they're doing wrong. If, if you know that your friends are, are doing something wrong, even your friends here at church, whether it's the things that they say, the things that they're doing, how they're using their phone, you, if, you, if you love them, then, then you are going to say something to them. If you don't say something to them, if you don't help them, if you don't confront them, confront them about that, then that's not love. That's selfish. And that is not being an example in charity. We all, we all need to learn from that. And to love one another enough to, to, confront, to confront each other in, in a loving manner and, and to help each other and to, to be a blessing. So be, be an example of the believer in your love for other people. You can be an example. Then the, the, next, the next one is be an example in spirit. In spirit. So this, this is referring to how much the Holy Spirit has control in, in someone's life. When your life and, and your attitude is controlled by something other than the Holy Spirit, it can get pretty bad. It can get pretty ugly. You know, our culture expects teenagers to, to always have a bad attitude about something. They, they expect teenagers to, to never be happy with the decisions that their authorities make. Always pouting, never happy about anything. And they expect teenagers to, to blame it on their emotions, to blame it on their hormones and the emotions that come with that. And, and th- those things are real. And I'm not trying to, to, to downplay those things. Um, but that, that is a struggle. But the culture expects you to use that as an excuse. And, and to use that as an excuse to, to have a rotten attitude. But there, there is no excuse to, to have a bad spirit, a rotten attitude. The, the culture will just say, ah, that's just teenagers. They're going to, they're going to have a bad spirit. They're, they're not going to respond well to their authorities. Um, they're going to have bad a- attitudes because they're young. And, and we can laugh. We can laugh at it and, because it's, it's on TV. And, and the culture views that as entertainment. And it just becomes acceptable. Um, but you don't have to live that way. Most of the time when, when you're having a bad attitude or a bad spirit, this goes for everybody, then it's because you're, you're choosing to live under the power of something other than the Holy Spirit. Whether that's your, your emotions or whatever the case is, then, um, then you're going to have a hard time with your spirit when you're not living under, under the, the control of the Holy Spirit. And, and emotions aren't always bad, and they're needed at times. But when you are rolled by your emotions by the things that you feel and and how you feel, then it's going to get ugly really quick. People never know how you're going to respond to them when when they confront you. Um, They never know if you're going to be happy or sad. People feel like they have to walk on eggshells around you um, because they don't know what mood you're going to be in. 
And that's the expectation that the culture has uh, of teenagers and of our young people. And, and that is the, the attitude and spirit you will find if you're filled with anything but the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5 tells us to be filled with the Spirit. And if you daily choose to walk with the Lord, to st- seek to have a meaningful relationship with Him, then you'll start to see your attitude and your spirit change. You will see people and, and things like God wants you to, not just at all based on, on your emotions, on your feelings. You, you will be amazed how, how your spirit will change when you spend time with the Lord, when you're right with Him, when you're right with your parents. You, you'll be amazed at, at how, how much joy that brings you when you're right with the Lord. You can be an example of the believer in your spirit and not settle for people's expectations and, and the, the, culture, the, culture, um, the culture's expectations for you. And then you have faith, being an example in faith. Now, the culture doesn't expect teens to, to take the things of God very seriously at all. They, they don't expect teens to have a relationship with the Lord, to read their Bibles, to have a prayer life, to take the things of God serious. People expect that teens won't pay attention in preaching, won't pay attention to, to spiritual things at all. And, and I believe this, this is one of the areas that, that even we as a church can, can fall prey to this, is that teens are going to be teens, kids are going to be kids, and they, they don't take God serious, or they're not going to be able to learn anything from the preaching. But that's just not the case. That's not the case at all. Teen, teenagers can have just as strong of a walk with God and get as much from the preaching, if not more, than, than any other person in this room. Teenagers, you, you can be an example in, in your walk with the Lord. It doesn't, it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that you fall to people's expectations, that, that you don't take church seriously. You can have a great relationship with the Lord as a teenager. You can be an example to other teens and even adults in your, in, in your Bible reading, in your prayer life. You can be an example of the believer in your faith. You can make and, and keep the decisions that you, that you make at church, that you make at camp, that you make at youth conference. You can listen to and, and even enjoy godly preaching and teaching. You can pay attention during the preaching and teaching. You can take the things of God seriously by putting Christ first in your life and letting him be at the center of your life. You can be an example of the believer in your faith, in your walk with God. Take it serious. Don't, don't fall to the culture's expectation you can have a walk with God now, and it needs to start now. Because if you wait, if you wait till you graduate high school, if you wait till you get married, if you wait till you're older, it's never going to happen. So be an example. Be an example of the believer in the way that, that you walk with God. And then in the last one here, it's be an example in purity. Now, there's a, a major expectation of teenagers in this culture that, that they don't care about purity, that it's not really a big deal to them. And it's obvious that, that people think this way because of all, all the advertising they try to do through, through TV, through um, video games, through social media, especially through YouTube. People expect, expect teens to watch whatever they want on, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Twitter, Instagram, things that are, that are not appropriate. People expect teens to, to watch movies with, uh, with bad language, with immoral scenes, Teenagers are expected to be loose with, with their purity and, and not to take it seriously. They're, they're encouraged to have love at first sight and to, to follow their heart. They're expected to date through middle school, through high school, 
and, and the culture expects that teens are going to experiment with, with their purity and they're going to listen to the immoral music the, and watch immoral things and, and take place in those things. That's the expectation. And, and we, we could go on and on about statistics of, of teen pregnancies and, and all, all of that and, and the things that teens get their lives messed up in. And that's the expectation of teenagers. And that's what the culture thinks is acceptable. And that ought not to have any place in the teens of Eastside Baptist Church. If there, if there is any area in, in, in the teens' lives here that they should be an example in, it's in their purity and in their faith, their relationship with the Lord. You know, God, God says, God's standard for, again, for, for you is holiness. God's standard for your purity is holiness. Whether, um, so it says, he said, be ye holy for I am holy. Um, so God's standard is, is himself and Jesus Christ. But also Proverbs 20, 11, it says, even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. Whether his work be pure and whether it be right. Now this, this verse is, is, another, is another indication to us that, that God does treat um, his standard for teenagers. It, it's, it's not different than it is for adults. You, know, you as a teenager, you as a child um, are, are going, to, going to be accountable for the things that you, that you say. You're known by the things that you do. By the way that you treat your parents. By, by the way that you talk. By the, by the things that you watch. You are known by your doings. And you're known whether, whether they be pure, whether they be right. You don't have to fall to the culture's expectations when it comes to your purity. You can be an example of the believer in the things that you say, the things that you think, the things that you watch, the things that you post. Whatever it is, you don't have to fall into the trap of, of immorality that, that this culture has set up. You can be an example to others in purity. You can trust the Lord to, to bring, to bring the, the mate that he desires for you. You can trust the Lord with, with how to conduct yourself with the, with the opposite gender. You can be an example in purity. Teenagers and, and parents as well. Please, please, please get this. Teenagers can be an example of, of what God desires for his people. Teenagers can be an example of that. Teenagers can be an example to us. Teenagers, you don't have to wait until you graduate high school or until you get married or, or until you graduate high school. What, what, whatever the case is, you can be an example of the believer right here, right now, no matter your age. That's right. You have an opportunity to stand out above everyone else as an example at a young age. Don't, don't fall to the culture's expect, expectation of you. Because they, they have some lousy and pathetic expectations of teenagers. And you don't have to live that way. You can be an example. Be an example of the believer. Because when you live above the expectation of people, then they notice. People notice. When you decide to be an example of the believer and, and, to, and to listen to what God says, what God desires for, for your life, then... It, he says in Matthew five sixteen, it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. When you seek to be an example of the believer, when you seek to live by, by God's, by God's standard and not by the culture's expectation, then you can take part in pointing people to God and bringing him more glory through your life as a young person. And that's exciting. 
we need to buy into that as a church. Yes. That, that teenagers, teenagers aren't just going to do their own thing and that they don't have to take the things of God serious or that there's some different, some different level of expectation from them or, or some different standard. Well, their standard is, is the same that God expects from us and, and that's to glorify him. And so we, we shouldn't expect anything less from our teenagers than to be an example of what a believer should be. Well, teenagers, how, how would you say that you're living your life right now? Are you just meeting the culture's expectations or, you, or are you being an example of the believer? Are you an example in word, in conversation, in charity, in faith, in purity? You can be an example of a godly Christian no matter your age. Don't settle for anything less. Well, parents, what, what standard are you holding your kids to? Are you letting them fall to the culture's expectation? Or are you striving to raise teens that, that are examples of godly Christians, examples even to, to us as adults? Are you content with letting them be just good kids, letting teens be teens? Or are you raising them to live above the expectations of the culture and raising them to be examples of the believer? As a church... We also, we also hold a responsibility, and, and we have a responsibility to hold our young people to a higher standard. Let's not let them settle for the culture's expectations, but let's help them to be examples at a young age. Set that expectation high for, for them. And this doesn't just apply to teenagers. This applies to all of us in this room. We're all, we're all called to be examples of the believer in our lives. The, the way that we live our life, in our words, in our behavior, our love, our faith, our purity, it can either add or, or take away from the glory that, that God deserves. We, we, can all, we can all give God glory by the things that we do. So let's examine our lives tonight, our actions. Are we examples of the believer? Teenagers, don't follow the culture's expectations be an example of the believer. Church, let's hold to that standard and let's keep that same standard ourselves. Let's stand. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.